Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, flashing that merch, but it's trade season, so news has been flying around left, right, and center, so let's just, let's just play that clip to start it off. Riker, Kyle Lowry, we've brought him up, it seems like, every week. And the Heat, the Sixers, all these teams seem to be always attached to this guy. But more reports have come out over the past couple days saying the Heat are still interested in trading for Kyle Lowry. And talks have surrounded Gordon Dragic, Kelly Olynyk, Kendrick Nunn. Those, have been, those guys have been discussed in a potential trade package. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. This, this came out a couple days ago. People are either super on board with it or completely hate it. Obviously, we had the Kyle Lowry saying he's going to retire Raptor. You could interpret that those comments however you may will. I'm sure we will in this podcast. But what are your initial thoughts on this, right here? Legion Hoops reported it. Ben, Kyle Lowry's words were, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. I'm going to retire as a Raptor, even if it's only for five game contract that I need to sign, which to me indicates that maybe there will be some movement. Now his agent has gone back and forth with shutting down speculations and opening up rumors, it seems. But Ben, <laughs> let me say this. And people are going to say, oh my God, Riker, this is a terrible take. Why on earth would we ever want Kelly Olenek and Goran Dragic and Kendrick Nunn for the Raptors? Go Kyle Lowry. But let me tell you why, Ben, let me tell you why. Three point shooting. <clears throat> a certified legitimate scoring veteran point guard off the bench and a young asset in Kendrick Nunn, whom we can maybe replace Terrence Davis with, who's been dreadfully inconsistent this year. Plus, and I've heard a ton of times that this package would also include a second round pick for the Toronto Raptors. And we know what the G league likes. We know what those Raptor 905 can do with talent, Ben. Yeah, it's a, it's a interesting situation. Obviously Kelly Olenek, just to break down the guys that would, have been discussed in potentially coming back for the Toronto Raptors. Kelly Olynyk, he's Canadian, he's a three-point specialist. He's a guy that's had very high highs in his career as a role player and very low lows. There's points where you think, how is this guy even on the court with his defensive struggles? But then he comes out in the finals and gives really good minutes for the Miami Heat. He's also had infamous that infamous Game 7 when he was on the Celtics where he just completely torched the Washington Wizards. So he's shown to be a playoff performer even though he has the archetype of a guy that seems to be a, a dinosaur, even though he shoots threes, but in terms of guarding the pick and roll and on the defensive end, a dinosaur in that sense. So Kelly Olenek, he'd be a weird guy to bring back, but we'll discuss him and compare him to Baines later on. Kendrick Nunn, he's a second year, his third year, I think he's a second year player now, uh, but he's older than a lot of people expect. I believe he's 25, 26, so he's older for a second year player, but still had a tremendous season, rookie season for the Miami Heat last year. Has been up and down, struggled in the bubble, and uh, struggled at the beginning of this year, but then when Drogic went down with injury, he uh, played really well for the, the Miami Heat, and obviously Gordon Drogic, he's surprisingly underrated at this point in his career, being an older player, but still gives really strong minutes. He's a huge reason why the Miami Heat made that finals run last year. He's not Kyle Lowry, but I think he'd be an underrated asset to bring back. So it's a decent haul of players, but when you're talking about Kyle Lowry, the Raptors goat, I don't know if it's it's the ideal return for a player such as uh, as his caliber. It's not necessarily a group of players that you're going to build around but ben Mm -hmm. let me say this right now the raptors are in a lose now situation they're not in a win now situation 
they look like they might as well start fading for Cade, as our comment section <laughs> loves to say. And let me just give some points as to why this trade could make sense. And I get it. You'd want younger pieces. You'd want first round picks, right? You'd want maybe a superstar player back. But if that's just not the market, look at what this deal brings to the table. And that's Kelly Olenek. You can put him into the starting five. Or if he's a little bit too slow guarding that pick and roll, it's a small ball lineup you're going against. You can play Boucher at the starting five. Mm -hmm. Either way, you have an interchangeable set of centers who can come off the bench and shoot the three at a better rate than Aaron Baines can. Why can't Aaron Baines be our consistent starter? Because he's he just can't do enough. He can't spread the floor. He can't really score in the paint consistently enough. But there's certain matchups that favor Aaron Baines, mm -hmm. right? But now you have two bigs that can stretch the floor so you can start them on a given night and play Aaron Baines on the evenings where it's suitable to him when you're playing against Milwaukee, when you're playing against Philadelphia. Now, again, you lose Kyle Lowry, but you can slip Fred Van Vliet into the natural one spot. Fred to the natural two, OG to the natural three, Pascal to the natural four. And you have a legitimate veteran point guard in Goran Dragic, who I'm pretty biased because I wanted to go to Slovenia for the longest time for exchange while I was in university. I researched the heck out of their country. He's like a national landmark there. He's the pride of Slovenia. And I think Luca might even be from yeah, somewhere yeah, around and, there too. Yep. Him and Luca so obviously him. Luca has taken the mantle there, but anyways, this guy, he's legit. And so Ben, I don't think this would be a terrible haul. Kendrick Nunn, he slices and dices the Toronto Raptors whenever we play him, but a ton of bad players do that. So maybe we can't get too carried away, but I don't think this is the worst trade that you could make, especially if you're saying, Hey, we don't want to re-sign Kyle. Let's try to at least improve our team slightly. I think this could, this could do that. This could improve them slightly. See, I do this if Kyle Lowry looks to be moved, and we're, we're going to bring up all of the reports we've heard over the past couple of weeks in this pod, just because there's been a lot of stuff out there, and people get frustrated. In the last video, someone mentioned that we're trying to move Kyle Lowry. I think you and I have been on the side in every single video we put out, don't trade the guy unless he wants to be traded, or he says he's leaving or something like that. So I don't know where that narrative, we just report on the news, and there's news, we threw it up on the, the screen, but... Yeah, if Kyle Lowry moves, I don't think this is a bad return. If we're looking at the Miami Heat, I'll talk about potential other packages later, but if we're looking at the the Heat and their, their sort of squad and, and these sorts of things, are they a contender? They, they struggled to start off the year, but they definitely, especially after the rut we've been in the past couple weeks, they, they've pushed themselves ahead of us currently in the standings, and maybe Kyle Lowry would want to be moved there. Brian Windhorst did come out about a week ago and say that Kyle Lowry, it's not off the table. He could definitely be moved. That's what Wendy said. But he's more so at that point in a position where he'd like to see the Raptors maybe put pieces around him and get the team structured to where they could actually compete. Because obviously, he is a, a Toronto Raptor at heart, but he doesn't want to be wasting seasons. As you mentioned, we're in lose-now mode. And it's going to be interesting to see how much of a hole we dig ourselves in before the trade deadline. But Riker, the one thing I don't like about this deal is, yes, Gordon Dragic's a really nice player, and I don't mind him in return, because Dragic and Olenek, their money would really have to be in a deal with the Miami Heat to make it work. But Kendrick Nunn, we have so... Nick Nurse came out at the start of the year and said, we have too many small guards to throw out there and just run around, because Fred and Lowry are obviously at another level. But Kendrick Nunn, he plays a similar style as Terrence Davis. We have Malachi Flynn off the bench. We have Matt Thomas, who's also looks like a smaller guy out there, because he can't... 
do much in terms of finishing around the rim. So he, he acts as though he's a smaller guy. Norman Powell's only 6'3". So there's a lot of those guys that play the similar style of Kendrick Nunn. And if Drogic has to be in the deal, instead of going after Nunn, who's also older for a young player, so to speak, you know, a, a second-year guy, I'd rather get a guy like Precious Achua to really be a... a game-changing athletic center to come off the bench and be a fiery young guy. I don't know. If we're going to make this deal and the young ass that we're getting back is Kendrick Nunn, I'd much rather see a Duncan Robinson or more realistically a Precious Achua. Well, here's the thing. The Raptors are never accepting that trade, and that's why this trade really doesn't make sense. I'm trying to make an argument for it, but really it doesn't make sense because you're giving away Kyle Lowry for the Heat's three worst players, really. I mean, Goran Dragic is not bad, but he's expendable to them just based on the other guys. The players that they don't want to move, Tyler Hero, Gore, uh, Duncan Robinson, Precious Achua, Bam. Like, obviously, they just re-signed Bam. But everybody said in the comment section the last time we bring it up, if you had Achua included in that deal, well, why would they trade away Olenek? Why would they trade away two of their bigs? Why would we even want Olenek if Achua was included in that? Because realistically, he'd come and probably become our starting center right away. So there's a lot better packages out there involving Miami Heat players that we would want if we were putting Lowry on the block to Miami, but why would they trade for him? It's the same as we brought up in the narrative if Tristan Thompson's on the block. Yeah, there's some good trades that you'd want players incoming from Boston, but you wouldn't be willing to compromise guys that would make them better because the potential is there that we play them come playoff time, and I think it's the exact same thing. We're all there in the mix, Ben. We're all mid-market or mid-tier mid-east yeah eastern conference so i don't see anything like this happening i wanted to entertain it but ben you said you have maybe some other trade scenarios what what, what well, do they include the precious achua was the big one the big name i'd said i'd be interested in getting back if this deal were to happen but i'm in agreement with you and i'm stating it i'm reiterating it if someone's in the comment section roasting us for reporting on kyle lowry reports go at them because they probably didn't make it this far but we don't want to trade kyle lowry unless he asks to be moved obviously unless you're getting a a star player star caliber younger guy back or a bunch of picks so this is a deal that i'm not really interested in achua would be the young guy i'd really like to see duncan robinson he's a player that again similar to kendrick nunn an older young player in the league, he's around the same age, 26, 27, just for a third-year guy. Would you be more enticed if he was a part of the deal, Riker? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been saying this. I would love to include Duncan Robinson into a trade package because mm -hmm. unlike Matt Thomas, he's confident. He is confident to shoot the three-pointer. He has a little bit better height, and he played that entire series as a starter mm -hmm. on that deep playoff run last, last year. And you so saw he, it on defense. He was super solid. So he, he came through Milwaukee. He played in that final series against Los Angeles. So even though he's relatively new to the NBA, he seems like he's at least tested – now, this season, people seem like similar to Pascal Siakam. They have him on the radar, so they're not giving him those open shots. They're chasing him off of off-ball screens, so he's not nearly as efficient as he was last year when 80-plus percent of his shots were from three-point land, and he converted at an extremely high clip. You wouldn't be getting that guy in return, especially because the Raptors are infamous for shooting a lot of threes and really 
teams have it figured out. So I, I don't know if that's the solution. Miami is not my favorite trade partner, unless maybe there's a third team coming in. But that's that's my quote of the season, Ben, is maybe we could include a third team. In Who this is deal. this third team, Riker? You've mentioned it on every pod. Who is is it the Magic? Is it the Kings? Is it the Knicks? Who do, who do you feel like Masai can fleece? None of the above. And Ben, where's my sweater? It's upstairs. Oh, no, I can't flash the OGs. It's Dallas, Ben. It's Dallas for Tingus, Pingus, for Tingus. <laughs> We're throwing out the question again. Have you guys changed your mind on Tingus, Pingus? Because, you know, this could, I, I feel like it's a live video. We've been so, doing so many live videos. But leave in the comment section if you're interested in getting poor Zingus. Because if we're trading Lowry, the, the most intriguing guy that's been on the market would be Kristaps. Because he's the only guy with really all-star potential maybe you could uh, make a pipe dream for Kendrick Nunn or Tyrese Maxey or one of these guys in the future but Porzingis if you look away from injuries if you look away from all that he's been an all-star I believe with the New York Knicks he's put up close to 27 points per game one year he's a great three-point shooter he's definitely he, a big enough guy to play center for our roster being 7-3 I think he is so yes the injuries are concerned but Looking at that lineup, completely healthy of Fred, Norman Powell, OG Anobi, Pascal Siakam, and Kristaps Porzingis, who's, you know, at least the level of the guy he was in the playoffs last year, that's a team I could see making a run in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, that middle of the pack, even though we're down below, and people have been, we haven't made a full video on it because we don't think we're really at that point yet, but people keep questioning whether we, we have to make a decision right now, whether to tank or whether to go all out for it. And this is not the time to do it when your whole starting unit has been missing for the past two two weeks. We're still not that far out of the, the middle of the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Foul. So it's a it's a situation where, you know, I I think we just gotta chill, see what happens. If we lose to the Pistons tomorrow night, then there might be more concern, especially where all the guys are coming back. But Give it a week. Let's see where we're at. See where we're at around the trade deadline. And then we'll see if we should move Kyle Lowry. If we should make a blockbuster deal. I'm, I agree with your assessment. It shocks me that people are so low on Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Just to really close the point on him. Oh, he's a, a locker room disruption. As if we haven't had <laughs> basket cases on the Toronto Raptors. He listed them as one of the top destinations does that when you're calling for for a trade from the new york knicks and you list one of the three teams you want to go to as a toronto raptors you need to cherish this player because that only happens once in a lifetime once in a blue moon he has superstar or at least consistent all-star potential yeah injuries are a bit of an issue but you'd be getting him on a four-year anyways he's not even in speculation for the raptors so we don't need to go too much into detail but ben the guys are back. They're coming back. They've been cleared to practice. I don't know if they're cleared to play against the Pistons. And if they lose that game, the fade for Caters, we might as well throw a parade for the fade for Cade. My rhyming is crazy. But Ben, if you can't beat the Pistons. Here, <laughs> slim Duck, Slim Shady. The Kardashians might be coming north with Tristan Thompson. Lots of celebrities, <laughs> not a lot of winning. Kim Kardashian on waivers. <laughs> oh, man. One of my favorite memes features uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, but it's not appropriate to say on this podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to just say that it's there's one out there. If you guys can find it, 
But Ben, not time to tank. Let's see what this next game stretch. Utah's in the mix. They might lose to Boston tonight, which case they're beatable. Yeah. Pistons. I forget there was one other, like maybe bottom team, maybe Atlanta's up in the next three or four games. Some 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 low team. If the Raptors, they're out of the playoff play in, they're 11th seed right now. If they can come back 10, 9, 8, I think that there's room to breathe, at least get a little bit comfortable, regroup. Yeah, most definitely. So stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. Didn't plug it earlier, but we're on the road to 20,000 subscribers. Plug it at the end. Riker and I are going to play a game of one on one on YouTube. Throw it up if we get to 20k subscribers before Riker leaves Newfoundland. So it's got to happen quick. Tell your friends. Tell your fr- when when the subscribers are going up, the Raptors are winning. So get subscribing. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker's right up into the camera. <laughs> Check out the TikTok. Check out the RaptorsDigest.ca for some articles. You have any last words, sir? That's it. Don't trade Kyle Lowry unless it's for Kawhi. Cheers. (laughs) Or Tingus Pingus. Obviously.